Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Okay, so today we are talking about bad reviews, internet trolls, all of the things, customer complaints. Have you ever put your best work out and then the customer isn't happy? Have you had that happen to you? Have you ever poured your heart out on social media and then somebody leaves like a nasty comment or you finally get the courage to post your work? You know, you're like, oh, you've been dreading it for months and you post a client and then, you know, somebody makes a comment and it just ruins your day. And maybe it ruins not only your day, but your next few days or even your week, hopefully not longer than that. It happens to us all, right? Bad reviews or people being unhappy. It's just part of having a business. That's the ugly side of being in the beauty business, right? We can't make everybody happy. But today we're going to talk about what to do with those complaints, even the ones on Yelp. I know I said the Yelp word, which makes people kind of ooh, make some gulp, gulp and Yelp. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. Let me introduce myself. My name is April Lees. I am a microblading and permanent makeup professional. I've been doing that for about a decade and a half now, as well as marketing strategist for beauty professionals like yourself that want to increase your income and impact. And we do that through my online courses, my Elevate program, shout out Elevate students that want to become the go-to professional in their area, as well as the Beauty Marketing Content Club so exciting, the Beauty Marketing Content Club, which is a monthly social media, well, it's really a lot more than that, but it gives you monthly social media posts that are done for you, fill in the blank, kind of Mad Lib style, as well as graphics to help build your beauty business, as well as a library of training and resources to help you grow as a beauty professional. Here's the thing. I know that some of you, you know, you don't want to start maybe a Yelp page. If you have a beauty business, I think that it's one of those things that you're like, should I or shouldn't I have a Yelp page? One thing to know that even if you do not create the page, someone else can create the page for you. I know it's shocking, but you could have a consumer that maybe she has a bad experience, a client, and they could actually start a page and write a bad review. So I would have you be proactive. You could even have, unfortunately, like maybe competition do that, right? We've all heard those stories where the competition writes a bad review. Now, Yelp does have a process where they try to verify it and make sure that the business is legit, but these things can happen. Somebody else can write a review on your page, whether you have set up the page or not. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of Yelp in just a moment. So here's the thing. We all need the social media because social media is one of those things. And I kind of feel like Yelp 
falls into the social media, right? It's a platform, it's a review platform, but it's a platform that people check and some people are very social on it. So when you are a consumer, we know that the average consumer, actually, I think there was a study that says 70% of clients or consumers will go and check the reviews of a business before actually visiting that business. And I think it's even higher for checking your social media pages, right? So they're going to check your reviews on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. They want to read. They actually value the opinion of other people just like they would value the opinion of friends and family. So it used to be, you know, way back in the day, you would just ask your friends, like, what's a good place to go for a haircut or what's a great, great restaurant to go to. Now what people do is they just go online and they look for your reviews, right? They look for your reviews on your social media pages and they look for these reviews on platforms like Yelp or other sites that are reviews. So it's out there. I mean, when we moved from New York City to California, I didn't know anybody here. We didn't have any friends or family. So when I was looking for the best place to eat, or even when my husband was looking for doctors, he looked at like all of the reviews. Like he went and read, and of course there's gonna be some good and some bad, and you kind of find the average, but that's what you do. You go and you read the reviews to kind of see who you're gonna to go to. I can't go to each different dentist to see who's gonna be the best, right? Or if you were gonna to try to find your favorite restaurant, you might be able to sample a few, but you can't go to like six different doctors and see who you like first, or if you're gonna get a haircut or any beauty service, right? That's just not reasonable. So what people do is they go online and they check reviews. And even if you do get a recommendation, like if a friend says, oh, where should I go for to get my eyebrows done, maybe they do get a recommendation, but they still check you out. Like, have you ever got a recommendation from a friend and you're like, okay, but I'm still going to check it out, right? Maybe if you know that you're going to eat at that restaurant, you still want to check out the menu online and that type of thing. So that's what people are doing. So we know reviews are it's just a part of life, right? And actually that social proof can be very strong in our favor. And this is why I always tell you to kind of ask your clients for more reviews because the power of social proof, especially in the internet world, the society of today, like it's just so strong. So hopefully you are asking your clients. I know sometimes we feel weird. We, we feel like, oh, I don't want to ask to pay. I don't want to ask too much of them. Listen, they know you're trying to build a business, right? The secret is out. <laughs> they know you're trying to build a business. So ask for the reviews, like ask for what you need, that type of thing, right? So we know that the reviews are there. So what do you do? Here's the thing. Our industry is a little bit tricky because the beauty industry in general is a little bit of science, but it's a lot of art, right? And we know that when the art comes into it, art is subjective, meaning that people have different opinions of what is beautiful. We've seen this with eyebrows. You see people have way different ideas of what looks good and that's okay. Like that's what makes us unique, but it makes it also challenging when you are trying to serve a client. So let's just go with the example of eyebrows. Like we said, cause I think a lot of my audience does eyebrows. You might do what you feel is like it's measured, it's properly balanced, it's symmetrical, but the client might not love it. 
In fact, I had a client who's actually been a client. I, she was a returning client. I hadn't seen her in about two and a half years. She had a baby, and so it had been some time, and we're coming back, and her brows were you know, pretty faded. I could still see the outline, but she had wanted to change her look. She had been penciling them a little bit different, her eyebrows. And one eyebrow, like a lot of people, was slightly higher in the way she was penciling them than the other. And I took a picture and I pointed that out to her. You know, one is really arched and the other one is kind of flat. And she said, that's so funny because when I look in the mirror, I think this one is too flat. And now she's saying the one that is arched, she thinks is still too flat. So I show her on my iPad, the picture, and she's like, wow, I see it here in the picture of me, but I don't see that when I look in the mirror right? Because we all have a different perception, right? Our eye actually changes the image of ourselves. So that's what I had to show her that, first of all. If I would have not pointed that out to her, she would still be feeling that one was too low, which actually was the one that was too high, and vice versa, right? So there's like this balance of the art and the science. And so if you don't really have that communication with your clients, she could have been upset. She could have left upset and then possibly left a bad review. So there's a lot of science and art to what we do in the beauty industry. And so again, we're going to talk about like, if somebody does complain, how do you deal with the complaint, especially the written complaint? Cause I feel like those are a little bit more challenging. We're going to talk about the Yelp. We're also going to talk about what if you get like a troll, I call them like an internet troll that somebody writes something nasty. When you post something, I call them a, a keyboard cowboy. Like they're all strong behind their keyboard, but it's something that they would never say to your face, right? How do you deal with that? I just got a nasty comment. Every now and then I get like email where somebody says, I'm unsubscribing. You know, you send way too many emails or they're too long or, you know, something like this, which is funny because of course that's their business. I mean, I'm not getting paid to write those emails. I'm doing it <laughs> for free. So if they choose not to subscribe, they can unsubscribe and and they're just not my person. They're not part of like my tribe, right? My tribe like gets me, they understand me, they like it, they look forward to it. And some people don't. And so I say bless and release. But I did have this message that came to me that was like, you are a beep. You are, it was a, you are an a-hole. Okay. <laughs> it's like, what? And it was, by the way, it was like out of the blue. Like <laughs> I had spoken to this person. And so I wrote back in Messenger, banned. I just wrote the word banned and then I blocked that person and I banned them from my page. And then I actually, apparently she was on my mailing list and I did get an email and she said, I'm sorry, that was meant for somebody else. I don't know how that was meant. It was just weird, but she said, so, so sorry. I didn't mean to send that to you. And so sometimes things like that do happen. But in my opinion, Usually, I mean, I do believe that that was an accident, but usually it's just best to block that person so you don't see them in your feed, but also when we're talking about social media, ban them from your page, okay? So you can actually click on those three little dots that are above most posts and you can ban somebody from your page. Also, when somebody writes a comment, you can click on the side of the comment, you can delete and then ban the user and that type of thing, okay? I feel like that's really important. 
Now, some people say, well, like give them a chance to win them over. Like I'm just not in the business of doing that. I just feel like I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I don't have time for that negative energy. And if somebody's going to take the time to really write something nasty, I just need to block them. I don't need to hear from them. Okay. So we all know that of course people are going to have different opinions. We're all unique. We have different values and that's what makes it challenging, right? We all have different things that we like, but in today's time, people are very vocal <laughs> right on how they feel about a business. And so what do you do when someone leaves a bad review? Okay. So number one, I think that you need to think about the review in terms of, is it a one-star review? If it is a one-star review, those are the people that could be a competitor. That could be just somebody that was miserable. There's, I'm going to explain how to answer those reviews in just a moment but I want you to pay attention to the three-star review because the thing about a three-star review is it's right there in the middle. So that could be somebody that is offering some constructive criticism and they're not just trying to be malicious. The three-star review, like they've taken some time, if they write a long review, I want you to really look at what they're saying and start to think, and this is the hard part, like, is there any truth? right? You know, maybe this is where you have to dig a little bit deep and put your ego and pride aside, which I know can be hard because when you first get that bad review, it's like you're going along. It's a beautiful day. The birds are chirping. And then that review pops up on your phone and you're like, what? And you're just like, how in the world? Right. And then it wrecks your day and you get all the feels, right? All the motion, the anger, everything. And you feel very defensive, right? That is our human defense mechanism. It's our ego that pops up. We want to kind of like defend ourselves, right? Like this person is wrong. This is not right. So I want you to take a moment, pause. And if it is a three-star review, start to think about really what they're saying. And is there any truth or is there any way that you can actually learn from it, right? A three-star review, again, when somebody is taking the time to really write out a long thing, it's good to use that as a moment to grow because we all have blind spots. We're always improving. So that's the first thing. So is it a three-star review? And again, where can you improve? Now, the other thing is if it's a three-star review and they have some good points that you want, and I'm going to tell you how to respond to them in just a moment, but we can't make everyone happy. So that's the next thing. So when you read it, if you're like, there is no truth to this, right? Sometimes you read it and you're like, okay, there is a little truth. Okay, I can see how she might feel that way. Like I was a little hurried or there was this. I'm like, there might be some other factors. Again, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm just saying there were some factors that were out of your control. So we need to have an open mind to that. But the next thing is know that you can't make everyone happy, right? So that's when I say the bless and release, right? So we know that we're just not going to make everyone happy. And then now how do we deal with it? Okay. So I'm going to give you those in just a moment. I'm saving the juicy part to the end. But the next thing that I do is that, so I can't make everyone happy. So then I just have to remember that even though I'm, I feel all of the emotions, I try not to respond for at least like till the end of the night. Like if I get something, I don't want to, so what our knee jerk reaction is to do is to respond immediately. Right. And then sometimes we write things and then what really looks unprofessional is when there's this back and forth. And let me just say, hand raised, I've done that. <laughs> I wanted to defend myself. I hadn't had a bad review in like 
10 years. I couldn't believe it. So this just happened like two years ago. And I wanted to go back and forth with them. But, you know, think about when you're new customers see that. It just doesn't look professional. I know what you're doing is you're trying to prove that they are wrong and you are right and really kind of defend your business, but it really doesn't look professional. So I want you to calm down and then take a moment. And actually what I'd have you do is write somewhere, have like a script, which is your standard response, right? You might not use it all the time, but you have a standard response that you use for some things like this, and then you'll tweak it to what you need. Okay. And for each situation. Now, the thing is that after you think about it, what you want to say, you don't want to go back and forth. You want to just be professional. And here's the thing with Yelp, Yelp lets the customer have the last word. So I know Yelp can be crazy because you feel like you're on a runaway train and the crazy customer is the driver of the train, right? Is the engineer, right? Is the one that's making the train go and you're just along for this crazy ride. And we also know that the thing with Yelp is sometimes it feels like they do hide a lot of the good reviews and then show the bad reviews, right? And so it's frustrating because you're like, I work so hard to get these good reviews and those are hidden. And then that bad review goes straight to the top of the page. So the thing with Yelp is the customer can complain. You get one response and then the customer gets the final word. So I want you to think carefully about how, you know, choose your words wisely, right? Think carefully how you're going to respond. And the best thing that I would have you do is actually in your response, say that you are going to follow up with them directly and take it offline. So even if it was something like, let's just say somebody leaves a Facebook review and with Facebook, you can go back and forth with them, right? Or like they leave a nasty comment, you can go back and forth with them. Again, what I'm going to have you do is push the pause button and say, all right, I'm not going to go back and forth with them because the way other people would perceive this, this whole like back and forth argument, it doesn't look professional, right? So when someone leaves a bad review, right, whether it's a consumer, you know, an, an actual customer or a competitor, what you're going to do is, here's the thing I want to just say briefly, is that Yelp, the way they do it is they verify your page, as you know, make sure it is a real page. When you establish a page, it only takes you like 15 minutes to set it up. But until you are an established business, they don't really show a lot of your reviews. And if the person leaving the review is not an established reviewer, meaning they haven't left lots of reviews, then they don't really publish that review which is challenging. So this is what doesn't work. You know, you open up your business, you set up your Yelp page and you say, okay, you tell all your friends and family and clients, go leave reviews on my Yelp page. And then all of a sudden you get like 20 reviews at once. Yelp is going to flag that. It's going to know that you have asked those clients to leave reviews and then it's not going to show. So it's kind of wasted time. But if they trickle in and here's a little ninja hack, if those clients or maybe the clients went into it, but maybe if you had a friend or family member that you've also done a permanent makeup service for or a beauty service for, if they first leave a few other reviews, maybe they left a review for a restaurant, maybe they left a review for their um, hairstylist, maybe they left a review for a few other things, 
first over the week, right? The first week or two, and then they leave a review for your business, it is more likely for that review to actually show and not be hidden. So if they are an established reviewer, if they have some history of leaving reviews, then that review will actually show. And the other thing is you should be telling your clients consistently, like I said before, to leave reviews for you, right? You should be asking for reviews consistently. And you can also have a contest, say like at the end of the month, you're going to pick, I wouldn't actually leave an incentive. Like, you know, I offer $25 for reviews. I wouldn't do that. I mean, it's up to you if you want to, but I would say at the end of the month, I'm going to pick anybody that has left a review and they go into a contest to win a discount on an upcoming service, or maybe they win a little spa basket of goodies that has a candle and some bath salts or something like that. It doesn't cost you a lot. It just kind of gives them an incentive to leave a review. So that's the first thing. So know that those reviews are not going to show on Yelp unless they are an established reviewer. Now let's just say again, they've left a bad review and just don't know what to say. The first thing that I would say is I'm actually trying to break this habit myself is I usually say, I'm sorry you feel that way. Instead of just saying, I'm sorry, I would say, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I've just come across this recently that there's some human psychology to when you actually say, I'm sorry, that you are accepting blame. Okay. And that can be a little tricky, right? We don't want to be accepting blame because then it's like, oh, maybe she did do it to the other clients that are watching, right? The potential clients. So if you say to the client, thank you for your feedback. So you always want to say, you know, thank you for the feedback and then say, I understand you're unhappy with this service and kind of repeat the problem that they've stated to you. Because one of the things that we know as humans, the thing that we want is we want to be seen, heard, and understood, right? So you don't necessarily have to admit fault, but to say, thank you for your feedback, right? Like we always appreciate feedback in ways that we can grow as a business and serve our clients better. I understand that you are unhappy and then with the service, right? So this shows that you understand that you've heard their complaint, but now you're not going to argue what's right and what's wrong. You might say, like, for example, if they say the brows are uneven or they say the color was too dark, say, please message me privately so we can resolve this issue for you. And I'd like to set up a time for you to come back in so that we can make you happy, right? Now you haven't said what you're going to do. You haven't defended. You said that as I stated to you, that one brow was higher. You could put a little bit in that in there. If you feel like you need to defend, again, I would urge you to not defend yourself and to really try to look at it from a new client's perspective, how they're actually going to read this. Are they going to say, wow, she handled that so well, like she was so professional, right? So think about what a new client would see and say, I understand that you're unhappy. I would like to make this right for you, okay? And so you've said that you're basically taking it offline, okay, or taking it private. You're taking it out of the public, okay? So now here's the thing about this as well. When you take the conversation offline, a few things happen. People actually 
act and talk differently in private than they do in public, okay? So when there are these comments that are going back and forth on social media, again, people feel like they need to defend themselves. And so they will act differently in public when they know other people are reading it than they will in private. So if you're able to talk to them, whether it's on the phone, I prefer messages, emails, or messenger, or even text, because then you have it documented. You have it in case it does escalate and you need to turn this into insurance if this becomes a claim or something like that, then, or God forbid, lawsuit in any way, you have a paper trail and you have documented the conversation of how you did try to help them and how you did try to resolve the problem and, and so forth. And your insurance, by the way, would also have a protocol for that as well and tell you if it's a client that has a reaction or a major complaint, how to deal with that. And so there is a protocol if it is a big complaint on how to deal or a big problem, I should say, on how to deal with that. And there's a protocol that your insurance company will give you. So none of this is legal advice. I'll just give my disclaimer on that. I'm not a lawyer. You guys know all of that. Okay. So, but again, the idea is when you take it offline, then people are not as reactive. They're not as defensive and they don't feel the need as strongly to defend themselves that they do when they feel like people are watching. Okay. So that's really key. So you're able to have a moment to say like, okay, I hear you. This is what I hear you saying. This is my side of it. This is how I viewed the situation and what happened, the, the chain of events. But now let's figure out how can we make this right? So after you've said, I heard you and here's your side, and then here's my side. Now we're coming from a place of neutral. Let's just feel this out and see how we can resolve this. So that is actually going to lead to possibly even the client taking the review down. Like you could say if, and you could actually have this written on another consent form. If I decide to do this extra treatment at no charge or whatever your policy is, I'm not saying to give away your services. I don't say that, but figure out, is it worth it? Like figure out what your time is worth. Sometimes you do have to stay on your ground, right? Like sometimes people just want to complain because they are in the business of getting freebies, right? They don't take accountability for their life. It's some bad karma that's going around and maybe they spent the money. And now, you know how last week I said, make a decision and make it work. Well, they're the, not that type of people. They make a decision and then they second guess everything. And then instead of trying to make the best of it and make it work, they just decide to ask for a refund. And this is kind of like a pattern in their life with a lot of things. And then this might also show up. Then they wonder like why things aren't going their way and why they can't get ahead, right? Because these things keep happening. So just as I was saying before, you might need to evaluate, are you going to draw a hard line in the sand or is it better to offer that peacemaking extra procedure and in return, they're going to take their review down. They're going to delete their bad review. And also maybe they could even write a good review, right? So it all gets resolved. That would really be worth it. You have to think about what that is worth in terms of your business and the public relations for your business. So you decide what's right or wrong for you with that. But one of the things that I just want to let you know is again, like we said with Yelp, those reviews do stay up 
until the consumer takes them down or deletes them personally and they get the final word. So having a script or having a professional response is going to look so much better for you. Now, I know here's the thing. People think that if you pay Yelp, then they will take away the bad reviews. I think they've made some promises like that. And they will also show your good reviews. I've never paid Yelp. I don't agree with paying Yelp. I feel like it is, well, I won't go into bad mouthing another business, but you can probably just sense that my feeling with it is it's kind of not good business and I don't like the way they do business. And so therefore I would not recommend to pay Yelp. And I've actually had people, other beauty professionals that have told me they've got into Yelp contracts and they didn't take down the bad reviews and they still hid the good reviews. I know people that have done advertising with Yelp and still it didn't work out. So my opinion would be like to tell you, my advice would be not to pay for Yelp because I think those bad reviews would still stand. Okay. So we talked about, you get that bad review, whether it's on Yelp or on your social media page and what to do in terms of how to respond, take a deep breath. And here's the thing. So you want to also ask yourself, like, is it true? So when you know that it's not true, one, it hurts the most, right? So when it's not true, you're like, but that's not true. That's not how it went. And so it is super frustrating when it's not true. But the other thing is when it's not true, it's easier to release. And this is why a lot of people don't put their work out there, whether it's on social media or whether they don't go live on their business page or their clients because they're afraid, right? They're fearful of the critics or of the trolls of the keyboard cowboys of what they're going to say, right? And so that kind of holds us back. But when you know it's not true, you can just say like, that's just not true. It's so ridiculous like that somebody would say that. And then that's really where it's easier to kind of bless and release when you know it's not true. And then also what I like to do is I create a little love folder, okay? You can call it your testimonial folder. You can call it your love bucket. You can call it your phrase it up. I don't know, whatever you want to name it, but I have a file on my computer, a folder where if somebody says something nice, like if it's a screenshot, if it's a testimonial, maybe it's a nice text and I take a little screenshot from my phone and then I email it to myself. Could be an email. It could be anything, right? When I get a good review, I take a a little picture of that and I put it in this folder. Now I know this sounds cheesy, but the reason is being a beauty business owner, there are days where you're just like, that's it. I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. You have a challenging client. You feel like you're not valued. You're just like, why am I doing this again? Like it just feels like too much, right? There's definitely going to be those days. Like everything goes like in cycles and flows, right? And so you're going to feel like throwing in the towel and that might not be you at this moment in this season, but there are going to be moments where that, and here's the thing. If you don't get there, then I would say, I don't know, then you haven't been doing it long enough because that is just, that's just part of human experience, right? We get bored, we get overwhelmed and it starts to feel like more of a chore or we get frustrated. And here's the other thing, part of being in business, you're going to get a bad review. If you haven't got a customer complaining or a bad review, then you haven't been in business long enough because it's just a law of averages, right? Like that, there really is some science to that. It is just a percentages. Like you cannot be in business for any amount of time and not get unhappy customers. You know, you could do, you could even celebrate that happy customer. Like you could go out that night and be like, cheers to the lady that said I was in 
a-hole. <laughs> Right? Like, cheers to that because one, I know it's not true, but two, like that just shows that, you know, you're touching people, right? You're not vanilla. You're actually getting people to feel things. You're getting people to see your work. You're getting people to respond. And that's the thing about just having a business. Like as long as you've been doing it long enough, there's going to be somebody that complains. So know that you are making strides and you are making moves and you're making some waves, which is okay. It's okay to rock the boat, right? Stand for something. And so celebrate that, but then keep that little love folder so that you can say like, no, I know I'm making a difference and I know what I'm doing is working. Okay, so we talked about if you get a three-star review, I think you should actually check it out. Like really read the constructive criticism and see like, okay, maybe there is something to this, right? If it is just somebody nasty, you need to just ban them from your page. Like I know it sounds crazy to say ban them and block them, but you don't need any of that negativity in your life. And know that you can't please everyone, right? Those were some of the other things I said. If you have a bad review, whether it's on Facebook or Yelp, know that there is a way to dispute it. So find the proper ways. Like sometimes with Facebook, you can even get it taken down. With Yelp, it's a little trickier, but do handle it professionally, right? Thank you for your feedback. I understand you're upset. I'd like to make this right. Let's have a private conversation, okay? And I'd like you to come in so that I can make you happy. And then also have your love bucket. Have your little love bucket. I know it sounds cheesy, but we all need that time to remember that the work that we're doing does change lives. That it does make people happy. It's not just about beauty and vanity. It is about inner confidence and we are making a difference. So that's what I want to say. Um, reviews are just part of the world that we live in now and they can actually really help your business if we're doing it the right way. Now I'm going to tell you a few announcements. The first thing is that I have a part two of this, which is a bonus where I'm gonna actually give you more client scripts on what to say when you have difficult and how to have conversations with difficult clients. So for example, when the client shows up late, when the client says that they can't pay for the service, any of these difficult conversations, I have some scripts for you and I will be doing a training on that in the Beauty Marketing Content Club. So if you are like, wow, that's really good. I feel like I need that. I'm gonna tell you about Beauty Marketing Content Club. Beauty Marketing Content Club is opening the end of this month. So it is $37, $37, yes, I said that right. It is a little over a dollar a day to build your beauty business. And what does it do? It saves you time because we are giving you about eight social media graphics that are beauty graphics that you can use each month, as well as you get around, it's usually around 15, sometimes it's a little more, but at least 15. So let's just say it's 15 social media posts and five graphics. You Right there is 20. You get basically, and if you're posting five days a week and not on the weekends, you have your social media done for you, okay? It's saving you that much time. So you have your social media done for you. These are fill in the blank graphics that encourage engagement. So it actually helps to build your page and, and build your clientele. And then the second part of the, of the bonuses to the Beauty Marketing Content Club is each month 
we have a topic of training. So you have a library of resources, like how to increase engagement on Instagram. We just covered Facebook advertising. So you have this library of resources of training that you're not seeing here on my business page. This is more in depth for my students. So you get a social media tracker each month, as well as a holiday content planner. And then you get the posts that are done for you and the graphics that are done for you to build your social media, all for a little over a dollar a day and the trainings. And then we also have an implementation so you can get that accountability to get it done and Q&A to answer any marketing questions that you have. So all of that, there's even like a client testimonial script for you that you can use. That's in the Beauty Marketing Content Club. There's training on how to increase your the viewers on your website to change the viewers to buyers, like to build up your website. So there's so much goodness in the Beauty Marketing Content Club. But I think the real benefit is that you get that social media that's done for you. And then you just need to post it and then sprinkle in a little bit of your before and after pictures. And so it makes life easy. We all need easy. We all need systems to grow our business. And that's so good. So it hasn't been open in, I think it's been like three or four months. So we don't open it all the time. It will be open. And I'm just going to also let you know that the price will be going up. So if you want to lock it in at $37, then you are locked in at that price and you get all of the resources to grow your beauty business. That is going to happen. That's going to be a pre-Black Friday bonus. And I will also have the part two of this training is going to just be in that members area, which is going to be the scripts to deal with difficult clients. Okay. So that's what I have for you guys today. And I love that you took this time. Hopefully you got some gems out of this. Hopefully there were some things that helped you deal with those negative comments, the trolls on the internet, or even the client that's unhappy in a way to grow your beauty business. And that's what I have for you today, guys. One more thing. So if you are interested in the Beauty Marketing Content Club, then please make sure you message me so I can make sure that you get the link because we only open the doors for three days or just a few days and then we close it and I don't want you to miss out and because people always message me afterwards like can I get in and it's closed so we close it for enrollment so that I can focus on the students and so if you're interested in that then definitely message me and I will send you the link okay bye guys thank you for listening to another episode of the beauty marketing simplified podcast and if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also, definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.